So I hope you're excited for the name of Jesus and excited to worship him today. Amen? I am. So the message today is I hear a lot of people that want to know what their purpose in life is. People have even written books. What is your purpose? If you're a Christian today, you believe in Yeshua, Jesus, who died for your sins and mine. Your purpose in life is to bear fruit. And not just a little fruit, but much fruit. And we're going to look at scripture on that today. So if you have your Bibles today, turn to Matthew chapter 21. And we'll read verses 18 through 20. And it reads, Now in the morning, as he returned to a city, he was hungry. This is Jesus. And seeing a fig tree by the road, he came to it and found nothing on it but leaves. And he said to it, Let no fruit grow on you ever again. And immediately the fig tree withered away. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How did the fig tree wither away so soon? And now we're, the second and last passage we'll read before I preach on it is going to be on the book of John, chapter 15, and start to read from verse 1 through 6. And it reads, and this is Jesus talking. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit on itself unless it abides in the vine, which is Jesus. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. You understand, brothers and sisters? For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. Fire, burn. What does that remind you of? It reminds you of hell, right? Yeah. Now we're going to take it up to explain. We look at verse 2. It tells us that if the branch being you, if you're not bearing fruit, it'll take you out. That means take you out of this world. Take you off this planet. But if you are bearing fruit, right? You are serving him as a disciple of Christ. You're trying, you love your neighbor as yourself. And you're trying to bring people to Christ. So that they can live forever and ever with Jesus and what? Not go to hell. Right? And so if you're here today and you are one of those servants of God bearing fruit, praise God. That's awesome. You're doing a great job. 
And the Lord loves you very much because you're doing His will. That's His will. We all want to please God, but you can't please God unless you do His will. Amen? Amen. Now, if you are, then He says He prunes you so that you bear more fruit, much fruit. Pruning is not chastening. Chastening is punishment for a prodigal son or daughter. It's someone who's willfully sinning. That's chastening, okay? No. Pruning is to make you a better servant of the Lord, a disciple of Christ, okay? It's, it's pruning is, first off, we know that you can't bear fruit unless you have him in you. That's the Holy Spirit. That's what the word said. And so through the Holy Spirit, when you read your Bible daily, and if you're not, you need to, he will open your eyes, heart, mind, and soul to the knowledge and understanding of the word so that you can share it with others in their sorrow, in their pain, in their suffering, or just to bring them to Christ to salvation. Amen? Amen. And so he'll also do that by, by sending ministers, people to minister to you as I am today. But test all spirits, he says, right? Write down the scriptures. And these scriptures, you can always find them in the description. I, know, I not only invite you, but I encourage you to go back and look at the word of God. Whenever you hear someone preach the word of God or teach the word of God, go back on your own, ask the Holy Spirit, to show you the truth. Did he teach you the truth or she? Is it true? And the Holy Spirit will open your eyes, mind, and heart to the true understanding so that you can bear more fruit. This is how he prunes you. You understand? Amen. Now he says in five, I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me, that's having the Holy Spirit, and I in him, bears much fruit. Without me, you can do nothing. There's another verse that says to give all glory to God. We are to give all praise and glory to God for everything and take credit for nothing. Remember that, brothers and sisters. And God will bless you on top of blessings every time you get a degree for this, you pass a test for that, you get a job, you get a house, you get a wife, whatever it is, brothers and sisters, give glory to God, take credit for nothing, and he will continue to bless you. You understand? Amen. Now, the, the passage finishes here with, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch is withered. Remember the fig tree wasn't bearing any fruit. God just killed it. Jesus killed it on that moment. There's another passage in Luke 13. I invite you to look at it. Jesus says, the fruit tree has not bared fruit for three years. Cut it down, burn it. It's a parable. The vine dresser, which is the, the pastor, says, let me fertilize it. Let me water it for a year. 
And then if it doesn't bear fruit, then do as you will. Right? God will give you time to get back and be a servant of Him, to serve Him, to bear fruit, to bring people to Christ. But don't wait forever because He's not going to wait forever for you. Because in that same passage, it says, Why does He take up space in my ground, in my earth? Right? He will take you out and put a baby in its place. You're wasting his space, right? Don't waste his space. Don't waste his time. Don't waste your time to serve him and please him and do his will and bear fruit, brothers and sisters. You got to be proud for the name of Jesus. Remember, if you deny Jesus, he will deny you when you go to meet the Father. You don't want that, no. And you want to love your neighbors yourself. Start with your family members. You love them, don't you? Right? Try to get them saved. Then your friends. Then people that you just meet in line at a burger stand. But listen, the Lord knows who is His or going to be His. No one comes to Jesus except for the ones that the Father draws. So God, through the Holy Spirit, he will let you know who to minister to. He will let you know. And when he's tugging on your heart to do it, you need to speak up. Don't quench the spirit. Speak up for our Lord and Savior and for that person to save them. Save them, brothers and sisters. Now in Matthew 25, there's a parable of talents, which represents gifts. And you're supposed to use your gifts. Everyone has a spiritual gift. When you get saved, you have a spiritual gift. You have to ask God for guidance on what that gift is. But the one who has only one gift, he buries it. He doesn't use it. Right? This is what the Lord says to him. And cast the unprofitable servant, place that with Christian, into outer darkness, and there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Where's that, brothers and sisters? That's hell. It is. It's a true place. People don't like to preach on it, but it's true. It's there. So if you're not bearing fruit, start bearing fruit. And ask the Lord to help you, guide you with what your gift is. And use it. Maybe preaching, maybe teaching. It may be just ministering to an individual anywhere, anytime. Maybe sharing. Everybody has a testimony. When you got saved, that's a testimony. And you can share that testimony. And then you can share the wonderful things that has happened to you. You can also share the things where maybe you've been chastened. And you woke up and you said, I got to, I got to change. I got to get back in good grace with my Lord and Savior. And you do. And he blesses you. And you thank him for chasing you. Thank him for bringing you back on the right track. Because he doesn't want to lose you. Remember, if one of the hundred sheep leaves, he will leave the 99 to go find that one that has left him. You understand? So brothers and sisters, I hope you're enriched with this message. Brothers and sisters, it's amazing. Amazing grace. It's amazing what our Lord and Savior did for us. And the Father, 
sending his son to die on the cross for us. You know, when he's on the cross, at one point, Yeshua, Jesus, yells out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You see, God the Father could no longer see all the sins of the world on his son. It broke his heart. And so he turned his back. And then Jesus, Yeshua, is stabbed with a sword and blood and water come out. The water came out because Jesus' heart was broken because it's the only time the Father had turned his back that was apart from his Son and it will be the only time that they're separate. So brothers and sisters, if you're here today and you don't have Jesus in your heart, you want to receive him, or you've been a prodigal son or daughter, or you haven't been sharing Jesus with others to bring them to Christ, and you want to say a prayer, please bow your heads in prayer with me and repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, we humbly come before your throne to thank you for sending your only Son to be incarnated in human form, to die a painful and suffering death for my sins. I can never repay you. But I pray that I renew my mind and repent from all evil ways. And I'm worthy to receive the Holy Spirit, Father. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit. Renew my mind completely. Renew my heart from a stony heart to a love, pure, circumcised heart. Please write my name in the book of life and seal me for the day of redemption. Your will always be done, not mine. We pray this in the precious name of Yeshua, Jesus. Amen. So brothers and sisters, always remember to pray up every day and read up every day and keep the love of Yeshua, Jesus, in your heart. We'll all be with our Lord and Savior someday, forever and ever. Amen.